0: Hey everybody, AJ here, just wanted to let you know before the show starts that due to unforeseen circumstances, India's entire portion of the show was lost to the aether. We're very bummed about it, but fear not, I have done my level best as an audio and podcast professional to make do with what we have, so while we may not have India's voice, we will certainly have India's takes in the episode. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the first episode of Season 8. Season 8.
1: And welcome to Ten Big Books, Wolf Wolf Bark Bark. Uh, we're a Malazin Rhythm Podcast. Uh, my name's Peter Bond. I've read every book in the main series however uh, my friends are reading the series for the first time and with me today is my friend and closest confidant india jones how are you doing this morning my love my dear
2: hello peter my friend i am feeling very good and extremely normal today nothing weird going on at all our
1: producer uh the the boat that carries this to your ears uh anthony james Titanus Flairy. Titanus? Uh, What's going on over there, buddy? Titanus is on my birth certificate. (laughs) I'm doing great. Glad to be here. And the biggest dog on the show. Woof, woof. Woof, woof, bark, bark. It's Joshua Baker.
3: I don't know. Now, question, if we, if you were a dog, everybody, what kind of dog would you be? Um, Ooh, got it. Well, that's easy. I just
1: watched this movie, so I would turn into a big red dog, and that would be mine. <laughs> yeah,
3: we all three of us just watched Turning Red, so that's on the. But, it's on but the to mind. be clear, not Clifford. I would be a different big red dog. I think and that's Pete. My answer. Would, I think Pete would be a Pomeranian. Really? I don't know what that. I don't know what type of that dog that Savage is. Savage dude. It. it just feels right.
0: Uh, um, I don't know enough about dogs to have an opinion.
3: Wow, really? This bit really took off. I think <laughs> sure. I'd be an English. I think I'd be an English bulldog. You know, just kind of chilling all you'd day. You'd be a Great Dane. You should <laughs> <that> I know. <laughs> you know what? If there's one thing I know, I about think you'd me. be a Great Dane too. If you went for that in your life. Wow. Thank you.
1: i want to be clear. We always have a standing call to our listeners, but especially this season, we're looking for the dog picks. Cat picks also acceptable. We usually get a lot of cat picks. Any dog picks, warm welcomes. You know. <laughs> so uh, that's right. Uh, we're talking so much dog talk because we're tolling the hounds, baby. Bark, bark. Oh. It's book eight, and here we are. I know what you guys were thinking. Well, I'm really excited to see where this crippled god stuff, this <laughs> empire stuff goes, what's Tavor up to? Well, there's no way we were gonna finish this series without checking in on our few of our favorite characters. So we and have
0: a few new ones.
1: <laughs> uh, we've come across the world, uh And we're seeing some familiar faces. I'm excited to talk about it. But first, let's go to the prologue as we uh, trudge through. Here we are, baby. Book eight. We're pulling the cart. Yeah. I got to say, I really remember how demoralizing book four was for some reason. I think that book felt really long to me. Mm. Book seven went by pretty quick, I feel, you know? Yeah, I agree. I hope I didn't jinx us. (laughs) I don't know how you
3: could think that book went by quick. Some books go quicker than others.
1: Listen, we we got to start the show.
3: All right,
2: let's, I mean we cannot. Here we
1: are, a new season and a new dog. Woof woof. Let's go. Woof woof. Prologue. A man and a woman speak in a gray town. They both are dead. Both hold leashes. They watch as the woman's dog kills the mans. A storm is approaching them. Edgewalker approaches them then. Soon Shadow Throne and his hounds join. Someone appears to speak to them. Within Dragnipper, Ditch suffers. She is a Wizard of Pale, killed after betraying a Rake. The wagon inside the sword is being pulled forward, away from chaotic magic. But they are failing. The dead are not enough to pull it. Ditch wants to know what had happened if the storm around the wagon catches them. Ditch wonders who would know, and thinks of Draconis. Absalara, the Lady of Thieves, rests under the wagon, clinging to it, still trying to think of a way to escape. In the mountains, two almost identical girls set off south. Kruppa, Rests by a fire and speaks with Kroll. Krupp asks Kroll about this war. Krupp says Kroll is the prize of the war. Finally, a third person joins them, and Krupp starts telling a story. All right, AJ, uh, the, the this book starts uh, in a very, uh, I would dare say, Samuel Beckett-esque sense. Here we are in a weird I town. I totally agree.
0: Speaking. I definitely get that. I for sure agree. Yeah, okay. I know who Samuel Beckett is. <laughs> I know Samuel okay. Beckett. <laughs> okay, so. guys. Just,
1: Sammy B? <laughs> okay. Okay. Sammy B, we
3: go way back.
1: <laughs> the best. Here we are course. in... They're they're holding these
0: leashes. OK, guys, oh,
1: the, the waiting
3: for Godot guy. Oh, OK. okay yeah, OK. It's very waiting. For, I know waiting for I've Godot. never read waiting for Godot. So I have not either. But I know Peter's the yeah, person okay. who ex- who told me about this play. So I yeah, it's this I should
2: this.
0: <laughs> whatever. Keep guys. your eyebrow uh, analysis away from this podcast. Yeah. Wolf, wolf, bark, bark. Is that what you want the
2: yeah, dogs out of me? Yeah,
1: baby. dog
3: boy. <laughs>
1: wolf wolf, wolf it up. <laughs> bluff, bluff. all right aj what it, it, what's going yeah, on with this opening it
3: is
0: extremely it is extremely godot esque I, w- I will give you that in that it's just two people talking about waiting uh oh, and from what i know this makes more sense now what i know about godot that's the whole show
1: well i'm more mean it's just like kind of a Dreamy, almost death like thing, and kind of contextless. And but that's kind of the book. I'm trying to
0: Pete, I am trying to give you something.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you're just not accepting it. You don't it. want it, tell us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's it's extremely, extremely, yeah, like dreamy. Samuel Beckett, <laughs> it's very dreamy and tr- and can kind, of, kind of trippy and just like feels kind of like. I don't know. I mean, they talk about this kind of cycle of like, oh, this just, you know, time works different and we've been doing this forever or something. But like the way that it's happening, even though like this seems like it's kind of like a different, like something different is happening, it's it seems like like it, it reads as if it is like about to repeat itself. Which I thought was pretty interesting reading it. I was like, oh, wow. But I got no fucking clue what's going on. though. <laughs> Edgewalker shows up. Our Our guy is here. I don't know, man. <laughs>
1: I just think it's an interesting way to start. I mean, obviously I think it is, it's very yeah. dreamy and disconnected, but I mean, it's a, it's such a contrast to, I would say the much more grounded sections that happen later on. Mm. Do you know what I mean, mm. this is not the tone of
0: the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I think this is like, this is as close. <laughs> this is as close as we can get to like, reading the gardens of the moon prologue for the first time again, Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. where it's like, I don't know what's going on. There's some people. Sure. Here we go. Like, because now we have this entire, you know, glossary of people that we know. So like, no matter what, like the rest of this prologue, we're like, yeah, we can kind of rock with this. Like, I know what happened here. I know what's happening inside this sword, huh. which is a wild thing. <laughs> yeah. So, Inge,
1: we, we, we catch up with this mage ditch who betrayed Anna rake and is now living rather unhappily and in, in the sword. And uh, yeah, we kind of get an image of what life is like for uh, the the sword livers. I don't like the word sword livers. <laughs> it wasn't. A, it, it's not. It's not a good turn of phrase. The
0: people of the sword. Um, I like sword livers. Um, I think that's
1: good. And so, what, what do you think? What do you think life's like inside the cart? And what do you think uh, the, the you know? What do you think about this ditch? And then you know, what's going to happen if this chaos thing is going to meet up with them? You know,
2: here is where India give a perfect recap of the stuff going on in the sword.
3: I think well, we, India just nailed it, but I want to triple check that we've got it all. So, like, yeah, I do think in India, India downtown, Charlie Brown nailed yeah. it, baby. So, yeah. like, yeah, just to recap. So, Dragnapur was Draconis's sword. Amanda, you took it, killed Dragon, uh, Draconis with it. Yes. They have to pull this wagon. Within the wagon mm. is something that I forget. They have to pull it because there's a k- storm of chaos coming. And I think Draconis was kind of like, yeah, if the sto- if the chaos storm reaches the wagon, uh, the world ends, or some bullshit, right? And so he has to always be killing people to pull the wagon, but he's kind of tired of killing people to pull the wagon, and so it's getting harder to pull the wagon. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's generally right. Yeah, and yeah.
3: And do we did did we get told what's in the wagon yet?
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's a wagon, and there's nothing.
0: It's not like there's a treasure chest in it.
3: Mm. So then
0: why? Did did because I remember Draconis also saying, like, if the if the chaos hits the wagon, then we're through. yeah like, why? why is the wagon so important? Well, we'll talk about it. This is just the prologue. So yeah, I, fair enough. Right. You know, Josh, if I had to guess, <laughs> Josh, if I had to guess, and I don't have to, but I will. The uh-huh. the wagon uh-huh. <laughs> the gun yeah. my head. Um the wagon is like the way like is the the pathway between the world of the sword and the outside world. So I guess if mm. chaos hits the wagon then it then comes out of the sword. I, I like know. that. I like that's, that. That's what I'm working with Do you think. do you think the wagon's a metaphor? A metaphor.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. The wagon is Whoa. puberty. I'm leaving and the call. <laughs> when <laughs> Goodbye. Um,
1: All right. um Uh, We also get we also get to see Absalara. She's in here. The Lady of Thieves. Yeah, which was crazy. As I like to call her, not not (laughs) Absalara. Not
3: not Uh, Absalara. Yeah. So just Absalara.
1: Josh, we see a brief cut into the mountains. Two young girls venture spirit headed south.
3: Oh, dude, I already forgot that part. Read that prologue this week. Forgot that part. Probably not (laughs) important yet.
0: (laughs) Probably not important yet. It won't be important until it is important. (laughs) Do either of you remember this? (laughs) I
3: don't remember anything about these two girls. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Carse's kids. Duh, thank you. They are Carse's daughters. Yeah, these are the daughters from the village that Carse raped in the very beginning of his story when he went to the neighboring village and uh, slaughtered a bunch of people and then raped all the women, and these are his two daughters. Jesus. That's right, I did fuck. catch that. Okay. I don't know if I loved that the mom, ma- like the grandmother, I don't even know, because there was a mom and a daughter who had these two daughters, which was like kind of wild, so they're... I don't know. But the mom of the two was definitely like when the daughters left, Steve wrote, and that mom was horny for Carsa again. And I was like, that's weird. Don't know if I loved that. I have to tell you, I don't I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got you right here because it was a weird line and I read it three times. Um Their departure was noted, blah, 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 blah. Back in the village, a mother and daughter were told of the flight of their children. The daughter left the mother did not. Instead, there was heat in the low place of her body. And for a time, she was lost in remembrances.
1: Yeah, I don't read that as her being horny, Josh.
3: Yeah, it's 100 percent the heat in the low places of her body. And she was remembering.
1: Yeah, Josh, that's not how I read that scene. I don't view it
3: as arousal. So I definitely do.
0: I don't know. When you talk about when you talk about like, I hate this comparison. But when you talk about animals getting ready to mate, they're in heat. That's all Mm -hmm. I got. All of this is true. I guess I thought it was more getting at some
1: sort of remembering trauma, you know, Mm. but I mean, I just think it was being poetic. I I don't don't think it's
0: poetic (laughs) anyway. Listen, everyone can have different opinions. It's fine. Yeah. And then we're finally reunited with everybody's favorite character. Good old Krupp
1: and he's speaking to Kroll and then someone else shows up. And this then is, Krupp starts telling a
3: little story. This is why I messaged the group. I messaged our group about this. I said, I screamed, Peter, he's here! Because the person who joined is none other than the bard, Fisher Tath. You think? Is 100% bum, him. Bum, it's, it's already been confirmed. Uh, pretty hype though, because, India, have you noticed Fisher Keltath throughout the series? I think we've talked about it before. P- peter and i had a conversation the last epigraph f wondering if you guys have forgotten about him existing yeah he writes I, I, like every third epigraph yeah he does i asked peter the last step i was like we've got to see him soon right is he going to be in the cut in the pro the series and peter refused to answer and then of course in the prologue we meet him mm, that's fair. yeah true that's true um
0: i'm now just realizing is this whole book like supposedly being narrated by krupp
3: is it i don't know i mean i want to say the very first book starts off with like and here are the histories of the Mal- of the malazan empire well yeah bullshit, yeah, yeah, so. yeah 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 yeah, that's fair that's fair but so who knows i like to think it's all being written by duiker
0: it's an interesting question aj um i know i guess i have to read this section again to see like well no he's just talking about people arrive at darujistan let me tell you a story
1: with that frame let's move forward into chapter one and get into the city walls baby Mark, bark, bark.
0: Chapter 1 Standing on a balcony, Chalice de Arl looks out across Getarun's Fete. The streets of Darugistan are lit with revelry. She is now the Lady Viticus, having married now-counselor Gorlis Viticus. She mourns her past and thinks about her marriage and life. Picker is coming from the market back to Carol's bar. The streets are alive. Nearby, a member of the Assassin's Guild is following her. He thinks about the state of the Assassin's Guild and Ralak Nam. Baruch's demon servant, Chilbaze, watches the Azath house. When something leaves, he goes off to tell his master. Two assassins close in on Ansi and Blue Pearl. The assassin moves in on Picker, but she makes quick work of him. She knew she was being followed. Blue Pearl and Ancy have tricked the assassins. They kill them and identify them not as thieves, but as assassins. Picker kills another assassin and the three meet up, entering Krolls. They call a meeting. A bard sings and is ignored. chalice is leered at by her husband's guests, Sheridan Lim and Hannet Orr. She returns to her bedroom and tells her maid to get out her old jewelry. She looks at it and decides to sell them. Murilio has his eyes on the widow Sefaria, however she is passed out on a bench. Her daughter propositions Murilio. They go to her bedroom, and surprisingly, the girl's suitor stabs Murillo through the chest. He flees the house, blood streaming from him. At the Phoenix Inn, Krupp wins a game and cuts a deal. Scorch and Leff have been hired to be debt collectors, and Krupp wants a piece of the pie. A badly bleeding Murillo arrives at the bar. At Karel's, the Malazans discuss who put out the contract on them and what it means. But then Cole arrives, and demands their help. Mallet and Blue Pearl go with him. Baruch is reading an account of Anamanda Rake's battle against Draconis, and wonders how much is true. Crone arrives, and they speak of the Bargast and the Grey Swords. Suddenly, his demon Chilbaze arrives, and Baruch says it has begun.
2: I think we should give a recap of the characters we are coming back oh, to in Derajistan. Okay. That's a great
0: idea. India. This is a
3: great idea. Yeah. Hi. Right. Do but you but have a like list? it to be I would like it to be in the form of the polka Rap from season 1 of Pokémon. Do you Relic mean Mom every Cole. character will <laughs> be here all day? I believe she means like Cole Marilio Kruppa Shallot. You know, Pete, we Malik. haven't seen
0: we haven't seen these characters for several books.
1: Well, that's right. You're you're touching on a pretty crazy thing because even though Memories of Ice follows up on a lot of Gennabaka storylines, you know, really it's not following up on the Darugistan part of it, you know. Mm. So, here we are coming back to Darugistan 7 books later. So, India did did you think we were going to be looping back to Chalice Arl and uh, wh- what she was up to? And uh, was that
2: on the radar? I can't believe we are coming back to such a useless character named after a cup. What even is her point? Crocus hung out with her for a little bit and I'm supposed to give a shit.
0: She was Crocus's whole world in the
3: <laughs> Yeah, But she was like in one scene where she goes, fuck off. I know, I know. I mean, other than the scene where he breaks into her house and she's like kinky. <laughs>
1: There's that great scene where Crocus panics and it's like, "Ah, I'm just going to kidnap you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It seems so weird because she's like she she ends her that first section with like the past is a better place to be. And then she sees her old jewelry is like, get rid of that. And I guess maybe it's just she doesn't want to think about it because it is the better place to be. But she doesn't want to be reminded of it. Yeah. Yeah. I do really, really love. I know. Sorry. We just said we were going to go and talk about the characters.
1: I just think, why don't we go incrementally
0: through all the characters? Doesn't that just make sense? You know? Like as we as we hit them in the in the chapter you yeah, mean. Yeah, okay. that's it. all right, sure. I do really, really love the um the descriptions of like the people in Darugistan and the how they're all wearing like decorative swords and torques and stuff. Oh, I loved that bit. It's just like so good. She's like these people that are dressed like soldiers, but like no real <laughs> soldier would like wear or use any of this stuff. I just thought it was really neat.
3: Her husband's like a duelist and like they got duelist on the council. And I was like, is this going to be important? Is there going to be a duel later? Her husband's also a fuckhead. So (laughs) didn't love that. They like really built these three duelists up as if they were going to be essential characters. But I'm like, I really could. I don't need anymore. more. I don't. I actually would like them to not be essential characters.
0: Josh, I have a feeling you're going to be saying that a lot through the next several books.
3: Yeah, I don't. True. I don't
0: we need do. any more. Thank you. Yeah, I'm true. I'm that's fine. True. I'm full.
1: But I do think that's a change. I mean, obviously, we meet mostly new characters in Coral. But here we are in these chapters
0: oh really just God. catching up with a
1: bunch Peter, of old friends.
3: I already forgot the entire Coral chapter.
0: <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I only remember because I read it this morning.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll talk about that in a sec. But um, the next people we're catching up with—that's right, Josh. Uh, the Malazans have taken to Kroll's Belfry and Woo! opened up a little bar. Yep. That's right. The Kroll's Bar is going alive and well. However, they do have to fight. They fight a few little
3: assassins. Yep.
1: Um, what did you think about this intro back to the soldiers? Um, and uh, this kind of little action scene we get here.
3: I. Still, really have very little feelings for <laughs> the problem. Is that book three was so so fucking long ago, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I gave a shit about these Malazans then, but like they are no longer the bridge burners I care about. I've yeah. got I've got Fiddler. I've got hedge and then I've got all the fucking bone hunters and I I really don't have any more room in my in my brain or heart for more soldiers even if they already used to exist there. I don't know shit about picker or blue or the other one and I know mallet can heal but is a sad boy and that's about it.
0: Picker and uh, Blend, you don't remember our good friends Picker and Blend, best friends. I do. Like Pick that's her. the thing.
3: Like I remember having a most like strong attachments yeah. to them. Yeah. But I have no memory of why. You know. I know Blend is a good magic user. I think, but that's it. And they've been overshadowed now. But people like fucking Beak. You know, Beak <laughs> and uh what's this? The other one <laughs> from bottle? the la- bottle. Yeah. Yeah, beacon bottle.
0: Were Picker and Blend, or was one of them the one that's like really good at the the sneaky magic and they just
1: don't that's, know it?
3: I think it's Blend. I think that's, that's why Blend? his name's Blend. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. Of course. Keeping it easy for the readers. AJ, how would you feel about this little check in with them and the? I mean, they they're running a bar. It, you know? I mean, they're running a bar. I I, I I was less tuned into that. They kill some assassins. You, yeah. Um. Yeah. The the assassin stuff was neat. I really love part of the reason I love gardens of the moon so much is the assassins guild plotline. Um, I just think it's so fun and, and, and good. So like for there to immediately be assassin action, I was like, yes, I'm in, I'm all the way in, let's go. Mm. And I do feel bad for the one that was following picker. Cause as soon as we got this dude's POV, I was like, rest in peace, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice to have them back. I I share a lot of the the same thoughts as Josh, where it's like, I remember really enjoying these people and liking them and caring about them. But right now I am having a hard time remembering who is who. (laughs) Um, Yeah, sure. So I'm sure later in the book, I'll 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 be like, you fucking idiot. These these are your favorite people, (laughs) you know. Um, Mm. But right now I'm just like, ah, yes, this one. Right. This is a name I know. Um, but I did. As soon as we heard the name Mallet, I was like, Ah, oh, I remember Mallet. I love Mallet.
3: Yeah, I knew Mallet, but that's. Yeah. I didn't have much more than that.
0: Yeah. And the bar
3: seems um, cool,
1: I guess. I don't know. Can, can I read you guys this quote that Marilio says? Yes. Marilio's giving advice to the young woman and says, yeah. seek out the quiet ones, not the ones who preen or display undue arrogance. The quiet ones prone to watchfulness." <laughs> Yeah,
3: I'm a what you might call a nice guy. (laughs) You should look for us. (laughs) I, I'm not like I'm
1: not trying to put the book too on blast. Is the book somewhat being like you should check out Quiet Bookish stuff Yeah, that's, that's, they're actually the hottest guys. <laughs>
3: <about> yeah. <laughs> They've all got pretty rad peens if they read books.
0: <laughs> this is actually uh, a, a little known fact. Steve took this section from one of his first books he wrote in high school, where the main <laughs> the main character was Bevan Barrickson. Um, nice. He was just like really hot and cool, but no. But he knew because they wouldn't pay attention to him
1: um, so good. India would you make this whole chalice not the ch- the Murillo scene he gets stabbed it's a whole kind of I don't know sex comedy scene <laughs> it's a bit of a sex comedy right that was kind of funny
2: well first I was like who is this guy then he was trying to fuck I
3: mean book you weren't like
2: Murillo <laughs> The book
3: one plot that they have with with this gang, like part of their plan involves him fucking someone then, too. So it is kind <laughs> of his whole shtick.
1: It is his whole shtick, which is. Yeah, that's his that, That's his whole thing. This is guy, he, Aurelio, he fucks. <laughs> Doesn't seem that interested in that, though. You know, anyway, he's getting older. Um, he's looking for something real. Yeah, he is. He's looking for something real, which is something we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> He gets stabbed, though. He does um, get stabbed. Pretty yeah. bad. It does get stabbed. I do. It's just a funny punchline to that. scene.
3: <laughs> now, you, so, uh, you wrote that they had sex in her bedroom, and I really, when I read it, was really struggling to imagine where this was happening, and in my mind, it happened right where they were standing when they saw each other. Josh, what it
1: was is I so struggled to summarize that section. Without being, have to be like okay. So he's there. He's trying to be with, and then just like doing a whole thing yeah. for ultimately. I hate to spoil it for you. Not going to be the most important part of the book. <laughs> yeah, I season. imagine. I imagine. All right. So um, I try. I tried to c- communicate as best as I could. Mm. Got it. So uh, we are, we catch it with Krupp, who we already seen, but we also uh, AJ meet uh, Scorch and Left.
0: Is this the first Uh, time we've met them? It's our first meeting of Scorch and Leather. Why do their names sound familiar? Well, because we
1: just
3: played from a
0: place called Leather. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've heard people talk about them. Yeah, I I I think I may have. You may have like I've heard you bring them up in passing at some point. I don't know. In one of the many podcasts that I edit. Um, I don't know. I I mean, they seem kind of. They just seem kind of like bridge burners. They're just a couple more dudes. I did think. At first, I was like, "Oh man, is Krupp the one putting out these hits on on the the <laughs> fucking bridge?" But I was like, "That's fucking brutal." And Not on like, our
3: good friend Torvald.
0: Yeah, you know, we're back into it's. It, it's really just like this whole chapter is like, "Hey, here's kind of a summation of the vibe from Gardens of the Moon." I feel like because it's like there are people collecting debts, there are assassins doing stuff, there's sex comedy, like that's all just stuff that happens in Gardens of the Moon. We're, there's Chalice Gardens of the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nothing nothing really specific stuck out about Scorch and Left to me.
1: Not worth getting into who put out the contract, because I guess we'll talk about that later. Um, but this whole section ends with uh, the big uh, crow showing up and kind of uh, having a bit of a conversation with Baruch. I love Crone. Um,
3: mm-hmm. Crone's great.
1: India, what would you make of this little scene? We, we hear a little bit of kind of, they're just kind of catching up pretty much about where everything is since we left Memories of Ice, you know.
2: So Crone is just a bird?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. That's her thing. She's a bird. <laughs> That's her thing. <laughs> She's a big bird, too. Mm. Josh, what do you think? Do you think this uh, told the true story of anna
3: Amanda Rake? I mean, is any history true, Peter? When you get <gasps> wow, down to Josh. it, you know? Wow. What can You're you be right. certain of that you haven't seen with your own eyes? That's true. That's why I'm not
1: vaccinated,
3: Josh. Jesus <laughs> uh, <got> right. you. <laughs> god damn it. Oh, my. god. <laughs>
0: God. <laughs> AJ, were you pulling a quote? No. I just really love that after this whole, like, you know, the the battle with Draconis and Anamander, it immediately goes to Baruch and he's like, I don't know if this is like, may, I mean, he must have been just fucking, you know, telling tales out of school. Dude's just like making shit up. <laughs> it's like, there's no way this is what happened. I just thought it was very funny. Um, And then I like how immediately <laughs> this chapter ends and then we get an epigraph from Fisher Keltath. <laughs> um, yep. I think very purposeful. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. On purpose. Or, or, do, you, or do
3: you think that was just a coincidence? <laughs> it's just a coincidence. Oh, yeah. Steve, do you things on purpose? No, 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 no. Now, I definitely oh. thought when something escaped the Azath house, I definitely thought it was going to be Ra- Rallick, who did leave later. I did not expect it to be Vul- Vulcan or whatever her fucking name is. Vorkan. Vorkan.
1: Yeah, of course. We, we had to check it. I got to say, this is just one of those things. I'm having a blast. To me, it is one of the most insane things that the follow-up <laughs> to all of this stuff is book eight yeah you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm truly not over it that he was like yeah well, i don't know we'll leave relic there do like a billion other plots that are you know more the focus of the series in a way and then it's like, well let's loop around you know let's do a quick you
0: know i'm still not over it
1: yeah. still not mm-hmm. over
0: it um india vorkan was one of the leaders of one of the assassin guilds right she, she was the leader
3: of, of the assassin. She God. was the, the leader Assassin's of the assassin. Okay, okay,
1: okay,
0: yeah. yeah. Shall we move on?
1: Yeah. Before we move on to chapter two, we have a few uh, people we want to thank for supporting us on Patreon. We've been having a lot of fun doing that. And uh, I think in April, we're having a little Star Trek episode go up. Yeah, baby. Uh, Josh, do you want to do? Yeah, wanna yeah, think I our. It. I got it.
3: What's up? Thank you for your patronage. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you, GJ, Mr. Adul, or Brattle. Dragon reader James Mark, Brett James but different James.
0: Thanks everyone so much. Thank you so much uh, and like like Pete said, we've got that Star Trek one coming up uh, this month we've got there's some Reaper's Gale epigraphs up there along with a commentary on <laughs> Mummy 2. And we're going to get 10 big, 10 very big books, raw and uncut up there pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do have a raw and uncut episode that will get up there eventually. So look forward to that. And if you want any of those episodes, all you have to do is become a patron at the $1 tier. You get access to all of those episodes and all of the episodes that we have released in the past. I liked
3: the way you said in the past just then.
1: All right, Josh, do you want to take us to chapter, uh,
3: dos? Hell yeah, here we go. (sighs) Chapter 2 In Black Coral, Endist Salon walks throughout the city. He thinks on his past with Rake, and his present as Castellan of the Palace. He thinks about moons, spawns, fall, and eels. Spinach Durav plays an ancient strategy game called Kef Tanar. His opponent, a former Seerdaman of the Panyon. They play at a bar. The game resembles ancient Andean history, and they speak. They see Rick every night standing, looking out to the sea. They speak about the Son of Darkness. Spinox says he doesn't know how he feels, he's just an incompetent soldier. Clip is leading the Mandur's group through Curled Galen. Namander speaks with his cousin, Skintik, about their travels, and whether they can trust Clip. They wonder if they would have a place amongst the other Tisty Andi. joins them, and they travel to the sea and return. Clip looks over his companions. He likes Nananda's anger, and has nothing but contempt for Namander. He toys with his change, a refuge of the souls of his people. Spinock travels to the palace, seeing Solana loom over the city. He remembers her being used in Motwood in battle with the Crimson Guard. He thinks on the Andes' relationship with the Elaine. He arrives at the palace and speaks to Anamander Rake about a sale and the madness there. They speak a little about what they are doing, but Spinock leaves and sees Endist approaching. Three humans speak with each other. Having remained in Coral, they speak about the Andy and Rake. They consider rising up against them. They leave, and the nearby Sirdaman follows. High above the city, Solana watches pilgrims make their way towards a barrow outside the city.
1: India, so this chapter opens with Endis Salon, uh, the Castilian of the Palace. He's thinking about his past, thinking about uh how the Andy have adapted here. What's your first impression of this? One of the first new characters we meet in the book. I guess technically we meet Ditch first, but um here we are. Endis Salon.
2: I'm calling it now. Endist is going to die.
1: Okay, you've called you've called the show. She shop.
0: doesn't want to get too attached, <laughs> is the thing. AJ, what you what was your impression of Endist? Um, it seems fine. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I guess besides Nemander, this is the first d POV that we get. My only
1: thought is I kind of forget Corlat wasn't a
3: POV.
0: Corlat was not a POV. Ah!
3: Corlat was a POV once or twice in book 3. That's what I mean. I think there's something
0: around Corlat and Corlat's
1: brother where I think they some. But yeah, AJ, this is, you know, it's I I I don't see a lot of taste. You're you're correct in the spirit of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it was uh, uh, it was good. I was like the part where he talks about he kind of like ruminates on like moonspawn and stuff. Sure. And for some reason, that all kind of went over my head. And then there's a part where he says, like, I feel the pressure of moonspawn on me or whatever. And then I was like, wait a minute. Is he like under the sea? I like fully like got so confused. Well, he
1: helped keep moonspawn together. Right. Magically. OK, so it's like he I feel like the pressure is that it's like, yeah, he like he's cr- feeling
3: he cracked, right? that guy
1: yeah 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 yeah. it's like that kind of broke him doing that in a way
0: okay so Um, i I don't know what it was what i was doing when i was reading this chapter yesterday i mean i guess i had a lot going on but i was just like wait (laughs) i fully missed out on something that was going on um okay got it cool yeah because it
3: was like it was like a monumental effort to get moonspawn under the sea then for it to not explode from the pressure of the sea for like weeks on end and then mm. get it out of there
0: yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that okay, that's pretty cool actually. That's a pretty yeah. cool.
3: Yeah. Remember Moonspawn had gone did disappeared for all of book 3 and like it's during the pivotal battle that it like erupts from the sea and it's like, "Surprise, motherfuckers, we've been here the whole time." But yeah. like apparently it took s- a monumental amount of magical energy to make that happen, which makes sense. Yeah. I think that also broke him like doing all of that to protect it and then being like, "All right, and now it's uh, it's gone."
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Josh You've been getting into Warhammer 40K.
2: Woo! Are you? I got my
3: models a- all made. I've primed a few, waiting for some good days to finish the Xanathal priming. Pretty hype. Wow.
1: Are you going to become a Kef Tanar guy? Is that going to
3: be your next thing? I got so fucking hype reading about this dumb board game that doesn't exist. <laughs> I would play this in an absolute heartbeat when they're just like, "All right, my cavalry sweep." I mean, I played t- I played Total War Warhammer three like all the time too. Like this is my shit. I
1: I, f- I found it. I find it to be just so transparently nerdy, you yeah. know. It's just oh, like, yeah. oh, they're actually playing a tabletop strategy game. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> I yeah, cannot yeah. believe how much time we spend talking about the rules of this game. Like,
3: <laughs> uh, it's, you mean not it's- enough? Because <laughs> I can't play it yet, and I would like to. When it's when it's
0: like actual war stuff, I'm like, OK, yeah, I get this. This has this has implications. But when it's just this fucking board game, I'm like, what are we doing, Steve? He just wanted to write about uh, one of his hobbies, you know, 100 yeah, uh, percent. Just- it legitimately feels like he's like, well, I'm sure you probably want
1: to know what the strategy game <laughs> is like, just what the ground rules, the gist of it is. <laughs> and the uh-huh. pieces.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Uh, So, Josh, what's your what do you make of Spinak, Duroth and Seer Domin? We're kind of introduced to these two as a pair.
3: This is my favorite thing i've read i mean i feel really bad that i forgot this whole chapter happened but like i absolutely loved their con- their little relationship this little bromance they've got going this camaraderie and even love it better when um we go back and the guy's like ah your plan worked adamander the strategy you gave me for this board game <laughs> definitely beat the seared event i loved that because the, really lead- the good, leader right? of the city can't go play at a bar but like he can he can give strategies for winning
1: and it's even funnier that the battle is kind of like the game is based on Andy ancient stuff. Yeah. So it's like kind of it's it's just got that layer to it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. correct
0: me if I'm wrong. Do they say Spinach is 20,000 years old?
3: Yes, they're wild. all so, they're all
0: so old, dude. I, uh, no wonder they're playing strategy. <laughs>
3: <games>. Yeah, <laughs> fucking wild, dude. You can like, only play you can only play Skyrim so many times. But like a good strategy game is different every time you play it, baby. <laughs> I gotta
0: get out of
3: here. <laughs> I took um, a, an
0: arrow to the knee. Is that?
3: Oh, wow. That's still really funny, Jay.
0: Okay. Horse, horse armor.
3: um <laughs> okay, my
1: right, That's oblivion,
3: you fuckhead. All right. um So. uh in- India has no idea any of the words we've just said for the last And in- in- let's talk. India, gun to your head. If I said horse armor, would you think it was a controversy?
2: Horse armor. What the fuck are you talking about, guys?
3: Yeah, we need to move on. We <laughs>
1: cannot do this. <laughs> uh-huh. So, India, we catch up with uh, Clip, Nemander, the whole crew, Skintick, everyone's favorite new cousin. What's your, you know, you're kind of just trying to remember Namander a bit.
3: Um, Wait, what, what, Can what? I, two seconds? Sure, did what's any, up? Did you guys realize there was only eight of them? I thought there was like 30, 40 of these guys. I did not know it was eight people. You say only eight. I cannot keep track of these guys, Josh. Right, right. We eight. There's eight Tisty Andy, and I thought that like when he was like, I'm gonna get all these Tisty Andy, like the way Cliff talked about it last book. I thought there was like thirty or forty of these guys on that island. There's like eight of them, mm. and they're yeah. all like used up and broken humans, or you know, people. I just, I'm sorry, I had to pop that in. I really, I really misjudged them. I thought there were so many more of them until this chapter.
1: You thought there was more. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree. And what, what, did, what, what did you make following this kind of motley crew, both of of Nemander and of Clip?
2: I don't fucking know, Peter. What's the point? Why are they together again? What are they doing?
1: Well, and you may recall Clip at the last book was like, hey, we should go confront Animander Rake. It's time. He's kind of leading them on that quest. And AJ, I find it really cool. Sure. I think there's that scene between Namander and he's talking to Skintek. Mm-hmm and he's like what's clip what's clip even going to get out of this is he is that, is he really going to get what he wants out of this mm. you know and it's funny i find it funny that they're kind of I think that's like a trope addressing thing in a sense, or like it's talking about, I don't know, what what, what did you make of this kind of group here?
0: Well, you can't say it's trope addressing and then not tell me the trope that it's addressing. Um, I think, well, I think
1: it's addressing the idea of revenge plot lines and kind Mm. of trying to disarm them on page two, you know, Mm -hmm. like two two beats of this. Yeah, but they're still on this quest. So I think it's just an interesting thing to hang out in front of that story.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) I think that's pretty interesting. Um I you know. (laughs) Nothing struck yet. Not 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 really. This whole chapter kind of like I mean it was cool to to be you know, to see all this stuff and to to actually spend time with the Tist Dandy and to figure out that there's only eight siblings or whatever. Um, but like I don't know. I, I guess my fault with with reading the beginnings of these books is like, yeah, okay. Let me just wait to see until stuff actually starts happening. <laughs> like my my Malazan brain doesn't kick in until page like three hundred or something, <laughs> because I'm just waiting to get introduced to all the players. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then once I'm like, okay, here's what I, here's what we're dealing with, then I'm like, all right, what's what's happening? Who's doing what? Um. So I always feel like in the early in like the early episodes of the season, you ask me questions and I'm like, mm. <laughs> there were there were people in it they're doing stuff um so i apologize for that from a, a hosting standpoint so i imagine that's not the best thing to deal with but yeah i don't know i uh i i do i, I did like um clip talking about how he just like hates namander um which is very funny to me because i kind of also hate namander you know you hate namander i don't hate namander i just don't like feel much for him
1: <laughs> well let's move on a little bit um josh uh spinock Goes up, and we get like a. We get several talks, flashbacks about the Battle of Motwood, mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit about a Crimson Guard, a little bit about Dragon Life. Did any of this uh, kind of lore backstory catch your eye?
3: I mean, all of it. I think Motwood is like, you know, in the fiction of this universe is like such a pivotal like moment for the bridge burners for the Andy for everything that happens on uh Ganabacus. So I-, I think it'd be really cool to see that. And I love anytime we get flashbacks. Like did not know that the Andy were so involved in this and that. Who did he say was the magic user who hit Solana? Because they were fighting the Malazans, right? Or were they fighting the Mots? Because I was really confused by this, because in my head, I know that I know that Caladan Brood and Andamander Rake should have been together. And I know that Caladan Brood was on the side of the Moths. So I was like, I think they should have been fighting the Malazans. So I don't know. But I thought it almost sounded like a caster had attacked Salon. So I was a little confused.
1: No, it's not a Mottcaster. So it wasn't. They're talking. It uh, kind of reads like it.
3: That's what I thought. Yeah they're, ta- I, yeah. they're talking about the Crimson Guard. So a Crimson Guard person attacked Solanda, which again doesn't make any okay. sense because they should have been on the same team unless that happened later i didn't think it did
1: yeah i, I guess i don't understand what exi- well you know what i'm not going to say anything you about do it, so.
0: understand exactly what's happening yeah
1: <laughs> well what it is is you know I, I don't know i don't really understand but there is more crimson guard information i have and we're just going to leave it there you know yeah. got it
0: yeah i do like the phrase like using an axe to kill ants I thought that was very good.
1: Uh, I also highlighted that phrase. Awesome phrase. Yeah,
3: yeah. you're right. You're the kind of only fool did you uh, see the deadliest wizard among the Cribs and guard whose name was, I think, Cowl. Yeah, so Cowl. That's, the first, that's the first time we heard of this person. I'm pretty sure. Book fucking eight. We heard about this most deadly wizard and one of the deadliest fighting forces on this fucking continent. Yeah. Yep.
1: Anything else we want to talk about from
3: this chapter? Uh, if you think of rising against the Tisty Andy and you're a human, you're a fucking idiot.
1: Period. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, quick note. They're headed out to a little barrow at the end, going out to a yeah the barrow
3: where the bridgeburners are, I assume. And whiskey jack. Bridge, bridge burners were buried in moonspawn. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh, who isn't? Oh, is it the people? <sighs> the people from uh the people who gave all their souls, all the all the uh, fuck Talani Mass.
0: All right, uh, I'm gonna kick us to chapter three. Here, wait, really quick before we before we move on. I love the final section. Of this is just like three dudes talking about the taste. Andy, and it starts with Lord of this, son of that. It's no matter. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really, really funny talking about Anamander Rake because like dude's got like seven subtitles and even in the the Dramatis Personae, it, it has all of his subtitles in Does it in there. really?
3: Yeah. Guys, can I tell it's, you, I have not read a Dramatis Personae since book like fucking four or five. I always like skim it. I've given up. I'm going to meet who I meet. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I just and, and I never find them that useful. Yes. You know agreed, yeah. It's agreed. like, here's a
0: bunch of shit. It's just a huge long list of names and it's like, OK. Yeah. Um, uh, All right, let's kick it. Oh, he's got a new title in this one. It's Son of Darkness, Knight of Darkness, and Ruler of Black Coral. So there you go. Chapter three. A trickle trade guild carriage
1: arrives in Darujistan with a handful of shareholders. Mallet tells Krupp that Morelio is mostly healed, but he's still worried about him. Krupp promises to find out who put out the contract on the Malazans. Mies wonders if it was the Malazan embassy, but Krupp dismisses it. Scorch and Lef wait at the docks, wondering if any of their debtors will try to escape. Gruntel has finished leading a long caravan back to the city. He commanded Animated Dead with caravans of Kellek back. He gets his payment after threatening the merchant. He goes home dreading the acolytes of Trake awaiting him and sees the Trigol Trade Guild and reconsiders how crazy they are. Torvald Dom is cornered by Scorch and Lef. He says he can pay them in a day and then he'll help them. He heads for his home. Underground is Humble Measure, an iron trader. He recalls his past at One Eyed Cat and how the city and his family were ravaged by the Malazan Empire. He has taken over his father's iron business and receives word that his contract on the Malazans failed. He will have to do better. The empire can't win. Sister Spite's ship lands in Darugestand. Cutter's excited to come home, but Spite says the city has changed and is at the edge of danger. Mapo plans to leave from here to find Icarion. and Pust, and Mogara bicker, and Barathol wants to return to Anonymity. They all disembark into the city. Barathal tells Mapo they could go together, but Mapo refuses. He must go alone. Barathal thinks about different types of work he could do in the city, and they say goodbye. Pus and Magora bicker. A mule changes sex, and Pus wants to visit the temple to shadow in the city. Skalara is going to follow Barathal and see what she can do. She thinks spending time with the Cutter has robbed her of some of her confidence. Inside the House, Raced awakens Relic Nam. He says Vorkan has escaped, and Ralic sets back in the city. Arrivals and new beginnings in Darugistan. All right, AJ, so we're back
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the city of Blue Flame and we're back amongst the caravans. Chapter opens, we see the Triggle
0: but We also see Trake's chosen boy, Gruntle. Oh, I thought you, you said you took a break between Trake and and I was like, wait, did we see Trake? What happened? <laughs> to be honest, I called him Trake. That's what I did. So we hey, see funny. Gruntle. Uh-oh. We
1: see Gruntle, <laughs> Trake's chosen boy, Uwu, our favorite cat boy. How? What was your feeling?
0: Uh, it was great. I was, I was the. I'm, I'm always hyped to see the Tray Triggle Guild. Triggle. I think they're like one of the most interesting things in this world. Just like. <laughs> I don't know it's just like merchants that use fucking warrants to travel it's just like so great i love it so much so i was happy to see them as always and then uh gruntal being back is also great i mm-hmm. i think he was like one of the biggest question marks for me coming out of memories of ice because i was like yeah he's done the thing but he doesn't want this power what's he what does he do now <laughs> Um, and I guess the answer is he just becomes like a a, a mercenary, basically, or like a, a, you know, sword for hire, um, which is what he was to begin with. Right. Or no, he was a like a farmer or something.
3: No, what he was, was a caravan was, guard and he's still a
0: caravan guard, a caravan guard. OK, OK, OK. So, OK, OK. So he's just goes back to his old job, but he is just like uh, God's right hand. Um, very funny. So, I, you know, I ha- was happy to see him and. uh uh, uh glad he's back and i i know he doesn't want it but i want to see him and his friends turn into a big tiger again because that was fucking sick
3: it was i forgot about the big tiger
0: i kind of love that he's like and all those fucking annoying trade (laughs) worshippers are gonna be at my house yeah it's kind of funny it's kind of like he's like where haboric ended up yeah in terms of like ugh faneer's giving me all these blessings i don't want these ugh Um, But I am his best boy. (laughs) Uh, I feel like that's that's where Grunt is right now. Uh, So we'll see how that ends up for him, I guess.
1: So the next longtime no see character we come to uh, Josh is one uh, Torvald Nam caught by Scorch and left
3: a debtor time time to pay up, baby. I have wanted Torvald Nam to come back into my life for so long. I'm so happy he's here. He was such a bright, shining star in our in our first time with Karsa. I'm going to sneeze. Give me two seconds. All right, I beat it. So um, <laughs> yeah. I just suck enough air that I just sneeze stays in. So sure. I've muddied him for so long, and I love, like, so much of him in that book is him being like, if you only knew the half of it. And he just comes back, and that's essentially what we get, is just like, he's here. How? Yes. That's all you need to know, and I'm triple excited because, as we'll talk about in a moment, his good good cousins back. What's that? We got the two noms, noms are in town, baby. Right? Nom nomin it up. Nom nom. Yep, I'm I'm so excited to have them back.
0: Forget about the Griswolds. You know, we're all about the noms now. I don't know why the Griswolds were my first family. I don't either, and, and it says a
1: lot about you,
0: <laughs> India. Were you excited
1: to see uh, the noms return?
2: I don't know how I can be excited about any of these people quote unquote coming back if I don't remember who they are in the first place. Who's this guy? Tor?
3: Troval? Torvald Nam was the person that was uh, captured along with Karsa for most of his trip in captivity, and they helped each other stay sane, and they escaped that uh, weird place with the water together. And then he's hmm. the one who got Karsa out or Karsa got him out of captivity or whatever in that last city they were in together before Carsa met Leoman. And then they went their separate ways and we were not sure if we'd ever see him again. And he's also Ralaknam's cousin. Ralaknam hmm. being the assassin who is friends with Murillo and all that gang who goes in the Azath house with Vorkin at the end of book one and who we will see in like 30 pages. You remember book one? <laughs> Right, like he like really uses lots of poisons he's fun yeah we don't get enough fun in these books so whenever we get yeah. someone who's fun I latch
1: I do like when Torvald's like you see these scars and it's like we here are like <laughs> yeah it's true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to shake this debt but like he is true but so so aj uh deep underground we're introduced to oh my god the person putting out these contracts one humble measure
0: yeah wild name on this fella yeah right you know here's just two words and we're gonna put them together that's a name that is a name throw some um, capitals <laughs> Yeah, there are some capitals. They're proper nouns now, baby. Wild. Uh, yeah, I mean, his 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 whole story, I thought, was was pretty interesting. I'm curious if he's just like put out a hit on like all Malazans or if there's like I mean, I guess I I, I don't know. Part of me is just like. Were these people even involved in this thing that like killed his family Uh, or is it just like a a blind revenge
3: plot? I don't think it's revenge. I think the dude is obscenely paranoid and he is convinced that they would not just open a bar. It must be for some clandestine reason. And therefore, they're looking for him. Who else could they be looking for? I must kill them now.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay,
3: Josh,
1: Josh, is it paranoia to be like, oh, the Malazans are here to sabotage and colonize us?
3: Well, is there any history of that, Peter? proven <laughs> yeah
0: my malazan history in, book says
3: yeah in this I mean, the city book with, i have which is which is published by the malazan empire says they're published our friends by empress lesine they brought us out of barbacy <laughs> all right we were all just filthy and now we're civilized
1: um no
3: i think that's what's i think that's what's i
1: don't know it's just i think it's an interesting little backstory It's interesting to learn about one-eyed cat uh, and just kind of hear about his life and i think i don't know it's it's pretty easy to be like yeah
3: Everyone else is named Cole or Kruppa or Crocus, and his name's Humble Measure. There's no one else in this book whose name is like, hello, I'm Purple Seven. Like, Josh, (laughs) Josh. To counter that, a main
1: character's name, Bottle, which is just a word. Right, so, right,
3: right. But that they're over there. This dude's in this city. No one in this city oh, is named see. shit like this. They all have cool yeah. names. I, Chalice I, to R. I
1: don't know. I got to say, I've never assumed his Christian name is Humble Measure. I have to assume it's some mm. sort of moniker.
3: Oh, well, mm. I mean, his name is One-Eyed Cat. No, that's where he's from. That's the city. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, so Humble Measure is his name from the Rivy time. That makes more sense because they I think they had some names. So, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think they had some names. Yeah.
0: Um, they, probably had, they probably had names. So, n- okay, now that you couch it as like he's trying to make sure that the Malazans don't like try to take over the world or whatever, I think that 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 makes more sense. But I don't know if the answer is to just like. <laughs> hire a bunch of assassins you know like i don't know if this one well to murder these guys yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's the yeah I don't know if he's like me i am an I'm like i am the the largest ironmonger. i can take care of this entire empire i got it i'll hire some assassins and we're good and like murder seems, these four bars. <laughs> it seems pretty misguided to me doesn't seem like the right Access for the energy. So
1: India, uh, we cut to Uh Sister Spites ship is rolling in and it is just a cavalcade of new character mm-hmm. and, and of returning characters. Um, who were you most excited to see on the boat?
2: I was honestly so excited to see Iskaril Pust again.
1: What? It was not a- <laughs> I was waiting for I was waiting for Solara. Bustin' and Pustin'.
2: Pust or there. bust.
1: Pust wow. or bust.
0: Pust or bust, baby.
1: AJ, who were you, who were you
0: most excited to see? Um, you can only be excited about one. <laughs> uh, no, on, I was like hyped to be back on this ship because like this was the, I think this was the uh, storyline from Bone Hunters that I was like, yes, I want to see what happens next because like I really like Mappo. I like Lady Spite just in like the kind of way that I like all of the unknowable uh, like witches and magic yeah, users yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. So like also Escaro Pust and, and Magora. And and I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been a while since we've actually seen Cutter, too. I mean, it, you know, it, but we, all, we saw them all at the same time, I guess, at the end of Bonehunters. But I was really hyped about all of them. But I think I'm most interested in Cutter's story in this book because because of the last time he was in Darugistan, like he yes. hasn't been in Darugistan in like years at this point right or something uh and you know he's gone through all this shit he's got a new name now uh he basically you know th- thinks the crocus part of him is dead and so for him to come back into this town and be like hey what's up <laughs> my name's cutter now and I'm a I'm a sick assassin i'm just really yeah. curious to see how that how that manifests amongst uh amongst everybody you know all the all the players here yeah i mean it's
1: it's been a long time away from home for him
0: yeah i am also curious about like what mappo's up to <laughs> because like i mean we know what happened to Acarium. I, I, th- yeah. I mean you know we, we know he used one of his things and he disappeared so maybe he just teleported somewhere um but like i'm feeling bad for mappo right now because <laughs> if his goal is to still go and find a it's like i got bad news for you pal he's gone yep josh which of these uh
1: which of these newcomers you you keen to to read about
3: i just like barithal he's fun
1: I love when Barithal's like, I'm going to be nobody now. I'm going back to that. Yeah, seal. that was pretty
3: chill for like 20 years, and I liked it. So goodbye.
1: <laughs> yeah, so then everyone kind of goes off into the city. I did want to mention this one line. Skalara's there, and she's like, "I." she's thinking about how spending time with Cutter has changed her, which is very interesting. I don't know. I guess we'll find out more. I just found it a little interesting. I just, you know... You know, of course, people change when you spend time together. And um, it's kind of an interesting confession from her in a sense.
0: I thought that was really sad. (laughs) Honestly. Oh, Um, yeah. Well, I
1: mean, it's not like a not a positive thing. No. Um, Yeah. And last, uh, we did mention it. Raleigh Nam up and moving. Woo. Yeah, baby. He's back.
3: Raced woke him up.
0: Uh, Yeah. I love these scenes with Raced. Raced is like an all time great character in these books. (laughs) Raced, Raced is an MPV uh so great great to see raced as always and then uh i I did see mpv there you did (laughs) okay um i it was kind of uh i don't know it was funny but also kind of sad where raced was like you're just gonna leave me alone now and he's like i've been asleep this whole time he's like yeah but but we were bros (laughs) we were just hanging out I, i loved hanging out with you i loved hanging out with you dude all right. Well, listen, we uh, we started this book. Yeah, um, wait, like are we it. not going to talk about this whole ending section that is like unlike anything we've read in this whole series? Are we just not going yeah, to? So, that?
3: OK, did you see this? So India's messages. I thought India was just looking at her phone for a while. She is oh. fully D.C. She lost all power. Well, look, we lost India, everybody. So we're going <laughs> to wrap it up. Uh, wait, now we're just talk- three white dudes I talking wait, on a call. I want to just like at least touch on this AJ, final section. You can section. put your stuff in, in the edit. It's fine. This has been,
0: t- <laughs> Josh, I got to cut
1: you off. I think it's, I'm sad. India left us at the end of this call, my dear friend, but AJ, I would like to hear what you got to say.
0: It's just, I, I, I really, honestly, not much. It's just like we, to my memory have never had anything like this in these books. Like in this moment, it feels like we're being told a story. And that's also part of the reason why I think is this all just like Krupp telling this story because to so like plainly call out like, Hey, this, this is a story. Like this is a book. This is a story. It's beginnings time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's beginnings time. Uh, It would just, Wild. I don't know. It really, it really like had, had me a gog after reading it. So kind of crazy, right? It kind of crazy. Such a night, such a night, such a night.
1: So, well, that's all uh, all I got. (laughs) Guess we'll have to keep an eye towards it. Uh, Shame
0: India is in here. Uh, Interesting. If I had to compare it to one thing, it's, it's pretty Samuel
3: Beckett esque. Oh my (laughs) God. I didn't even think about Sammy V. (laughs) (laughs) AJ, Uh, what a great, what a great, Uh, Close the loop
1: there That's a a professional (laughs) podcaster over there baby Listen uh, Wolf, Wolf, Bark, Bark Uh, (laughs) Let us know what you think of the show We're 10 Very Big Books on Twitter And uh, send us an email Yeah, Uh, Gmail.com 10 Very Big Books And uh, uh, when I say Wolf You say Bark, Bark, Wolf Bark, Bark, Bark
0: Hey, everybody. Producer AJ here, and it's hot. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com, tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord bit.ly slash discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. That link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks. That link is also in the show notes, and... As always, thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the hottest Apple TV plus live sports graphic takes. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one, the only amaranthon from his album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with his other music on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books. will be back in two weeks on April 29th, talking about Chapters four, five, and six of Toll the Hounds. Talk to you then, and thank you so much for listening.